Happy Mother's Day, guys. It's so exciting. Um, yeah. So you moms feeling loved today? <laughs> Hope so. That's all I got for you, so I mean, <laughs> I hope it worked. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. We appreciate you. You mean a lot. You couldn't be here without you, you know? I mean, wouldn't be here without you, so we definitely appreciate it. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about love this morning, and I'm going to read a few verses um, right off the bat, which are pretty popular, and you guys will probably know them. But let's just take a second and um, really read them and try to get what the Father is speaking to us. And we're going to go from there, okay? I'll give you my title um, in a little bit. This is John 15, 17. This is a long one. This is my command, love each other. Love each other. You know, the Bible says that they will know you by your love. So it's our love that is meant to separate us from the world. And I think a lot of times we know that as Christians, we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be loving, and yet it's like the very thing that the world does not know us for. You know, it's like they don't have to know us to know what we're against, but they do have to know us to actually get to hear our love. Like, it's not our love that goes, that surpasses what we're against. And the goal is to eventually to be known more for what you're for than what you're against. To be known, okay, I am a person of love, and I'm known for love. Yeah, there's things that, that I'm against, but my love overshadows that. You know, that's kind of, kind of the goal and what I believe Jesus illustrated as part of the kingdom. This is 1 John 4, 8. It says, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Like I said, maybe many of you guys have read this verse many times, but isn't that kind of heavy? Anyone who does not love God, anyone who does not know love does not know God. I think about the times that I've felt like I didn't show love, or maybe it looked like I didn't know love. And then in return, it looked like I didn't know God. And then this one um, is not a popular one. You guys won't know it. It comes from the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For God so loved, he so loved the world that he gave. So it seems like he gives this demonstration of what love actually does and it gives. And I think many of us walk into our relationship with the Father and relationships with one another, and we go, okay, what can I get? What can I get from this relationship? And God goes, no, 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 I so loved you that I didn't care what you did or what you gave. I so loved you that I gave. So um, I'm going to show you guys a video in, in a second, and it's by um, this guy named Alfred Gray. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but it's, it's pretty profound, all right? It's very short, but I want you to give it like your full attention because it's, it's weighty and it's heavy, okay? And it's just going to like change your life. Are you ready? All right. This is serious.
You guys feel that? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Did you not understand it? <laughs> no? No one speaks Mandarin here? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> I showed that video and no one speaks Mandarin? All right, so my title um, this morning is Speak My Language. All right, so um, we're going to do things a little bit differently this morning, right? It's Mother's Day, um, and we're going to talk about what might not be a biblical principle, but I believe walks out biblical facts, okay? Because we're called to love one another, and we're called to walk in love, and they'll know us by our love, and we don't even know the Father if we don't know love. So we're going to talk about the five love languages, okay? Yeah? Right? I mean, this is literally like one of the most important things you'll ever learn in your life. And if you already know it, it's time to like re-know it. All right? <laughs> so if you're not super familiar with it, like buckle in because those of you that like try this for the first time, people are astonished. It's like, I just opened Pandora's box that easily. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's this easy. It's just, it can be difficult because in many ways we're trying to communicate I love you, and just like Alfred, it could be the most profound words that you've ever heard, but you just happen to not speak the language. And many of us in our marriages and friendships and between our children and our parents, many of us have a deep, profound love for them, and we're communicating it in what we believe is profound and meaningful ways and they're looking at us the same way that you looked at Alfred. And they're going, I can't understand you. I don't feel loved because I don't know what you're saying. So that's what we're going to um, talk about this morning. So just in case you're wondering what happens if you don't like reach people in their language, in the way that they communicate, in the way that they love, is normally they will feel rejected. Anyone ever felt rejected? No one. Okay. All right. Two people. Sweet. It always starts from the back and like slowly works its way up because they're like, it's people behind me raising their hand. Like, I don't want to be the only person, you know? And the truth is, I don't think anyone actually makes it through life without feeling some form of rejection. And then once you feel rejected, you go, man, do they care? Do they actually love me? And if you're not careful, it seems like human nature is to go, because they didn't show love to me, next time I'm going to withhold love from them. Because there's something deep down inside of us that goes, I will punish you for what you did. Because you did not make me feel loved, next time I'm going to do that, that thing that I always do that's so good, next time I'm not going to do it. Because you withheld it from me. And normally the other person like doesn't even know it. Have you ever been in that position where um, maybe your spouse or someone's like, um, I just don't feel loved. And you're like, well, what else can I do? <laughs> you know, it's like I'm speaking love constantly. Like it's constantly coming out of my mouth. Like how do you not feel loved? And you're like, well, there must be something wrong with them. And their, you know, parents didn't care for them. Like, what was your home life like? Like, is there some stuff you really need to tell me? Like, you know, what's going on? Because you're going to feel like there's something wrong with the person if you don't understand their language and their dialect. All right, you guys ready? You're like, okay, this sounds pretty cool, Corey. Don't, don't disappoint. All right, so this is the first one that we're going to talk about, which is touch. 
Now, touch can get a bad rep because, you know, they're like, oh, he just wants to have sex all the time, you know? But it's actually a lot deeper than that. The, like, center core behind touch is the person is saying, I feel connected through physical contact. I feel connected through proximity. Now, if any of you guys have a dog, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Just this week when I was working on this message, I'm sitting on the couch and my dog comes over and he puts his head on the couch and he's... It's the most annoying thing and it's like kind of cute and it's like, I don't know if I want to hit you or like pet you, like I don't know which one it is. And it's like, as soon as I put my hand on him, he's like, oh, yes, finally. Like, we're connected. Like, like, that's what I was looking for. And if we don't put our hand on him, he will shove his head under our hand to make us pet him. And those of you that happen to be like, this is your language, like you communicate through touch, you guys are like, oh, this is such a good boy. Like, you're rubbing his back and stuff. And then those of you that don't, you're like, dogs are weird. Like, I love you, and I can't seem to convince you of it, so here you go. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it doesn't make sense to you why they would want you to be touching their head. Like, that's just weird. And that's why you have to understand the language thing, because you see, touched people are aware. They're watching. When they walk into a room, they, d they don't walk into a room the same way you do. They walk in, they go, okay, there's, there's a chair, there's a couch. We're sitting on the couch. And then all of a sudden, the next, their significant other walks, walks in, and they sit in the chair. And you're like, what are you, what, do you, what did I do? <laughs> did, I, did I hurt you? And they're like, oh, this is a cool chair. <laughs> you know, like, like I really wanted to sit in the, like it reclines, and it's super comfy. And you're like, but we could be touching. Like our legs could be touching each other, and, and maybe we'd hold hands, and and. Did I, did I hurt you? Did, did I hurt you? And you're like, no, I, I wanted to sit in this chair. But you see, what you're actually communicating is I don't want to sit next to you. That's what you're communicating. You're like, well, I didn't say that. Well, it doesn't matter what you said. You actually sent a message. And you were just communicating in the wrong dialect. But the message said, I don't love you enough to actually choose to sit next to you. And then the touch person, when they go long periods of time without that connection, is what happens is anxiety starts to enter the relationship, fear starts to enter the relationship, and they're like, man, did, did I do something? Are, are they upset at me? Do they really not care about me as much as they used to? And then all of a sudden, like, they put, you, you, like, put your hand on them, and they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, I was thinking the most horrible things. Like, I thought you didn't love me, but now I know. Like, just please leave your hand. Like, when you go to work, just leave your hand here. Put it on my knee so I know that you love me. Because something inside of them is craving and saying, I connect with you through physical contact. I feel connected with you. I feel like you care about me. When you touch me, when our legs are touching, when we sit together on the couch, I feel like you want to be there with me. And if you're not one of those people, you're like, man, something's wrong with them. Like, did their parents not, like, touch them enough? Like, you, you know, pat them on the head? Like, what's wrong with them? You know, we'd say we love people, right? 
It's like they know us by our love. And it's like, well, something's wrong with that person. They want love the way I don't like to give it. And it's like, no, actually, God created us differently, and you just happen to want to be surrounded by the people like you so you don't have to change and grow. When you're actually meant to go, hey, you know what? I might need to learn a new language because right now I'm trying to love on my children. I'm trying to love on my spouse, and I actually sound like Alfred. And I'm saying really meaningful words, but they're just not receiving it. Physical touch people want to be in proximity with you. They, they're the people, you know, when you go to church, have you ever been to like a, a touch church? Like you walk in, they're like, oh, like they're like throwing their arms around you and you're like, oh gosh, I feel uncomfortable and the ushers are coming up and you're like, okay, this is assault. This is not love. <laughs> like, you know, you want to tell them, but then, like everyone's got that friend, you know? Yeah. And it's just because they communicate love a little bit differently. Are you going to actually learn how to speak their language? So the next one we're going to talk about is acts of service. All right? This one's a fun one. Acts of service, they pretty much just want you to do stuff. All right? And plain and simple, that's what they want. Because you see, when an acts of service person walks into a room, they're not looking at whether there's a chair or a couch. They're actually, they walk in with like this gripping responsibility and the anxiety chokes them. <laughs> so they walk in and they go, oh God, there's a bag, the shoes are out, someone left their socks, there's dishes in the sink, and they feel responsible for the world. <laughs> Anyone ever felt responsible for the world? So every time they walk into a room, they feel responsible. And then you're sitting there like every day's a holiday. You know, and it's like, how could you sit there like every day's a holiday when there's so much to do and the acts of service person is like choking on the anxiety of responsibility? Like they can't even stand it and then you're trying to give them a hug. <laughs> it's like, are you really trying to give me a hug right now when there's dishes in the sink? Because you're sitting there and you're trying to communicate and you're both speaking a totally different language. And then the acts, you know, someone else could walk, oh, I want to give you a hug. And the acts of service person is thinking, if you really love me, if you really care, how could you choose not to help me? If you really love me, how could you choose not to help me? And the message that you just sent is, I don't love you enough to help you. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say that. You might not have sent it, said it, and you might not have meant it, but that is the message that they received, and that's the message that they read, is I don't care enough about you to actually help you with the responsibilities and the pressure that you carry. And we sit on the couch, and we're reclined, and we're like, oh, we're so connected. <laughs> like, me and my wife, like, we're so in love. And she's over there like, no, I don't feel like, like you love me enough to do anything for me. And again, it's that different language barrier, just like Alfred. And this is why it can be really interesting, and one of the most important things when you start dating someone or your parents or your children, whatever it might be, like first date is like, what's your favorite color? Like, what's your love language? 
Like literally, I don't know how you could possibly do it without it because you're constantly going to be speaking the wrong language. Constantly. You've got to know what they need. Because the way that love works is like we have our own little tank and gas is like $4.15 a gallon and it's just really expensive to fill up, you know? And we all have this tank and every time we receive love, it's like boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 boop. But so many of us have gone so long without being filled up. And if you're an acts of service person, your, your husband or your wife can hug you all day long. They can say nice things about you. But if you're not speaking their language, they will never be filled up again. When Allie and I um, first got married, I used to come home from work, and like this girl worked, right? I'm saying like the house was spotless, like dinner would be ready, um, the dishes are put away, and she's like, she, you know, she's there, and she's so excited because she just wants me to look around and see what she did. And I would have to tell her like, hey, sweetie, listen, I really appreciate what you did, but I don't feel love from this. This isn't what hits my tank. I appreciate it, and I'm thankful for it, but I don't feel loved from it because we've got to speak the same language. I appreciate it. I'm thankful. But that's for an acts of service person, and that's just not my language. So you've got to make sure you're speaking their language. All right, the next one is gifts. And like I said, with the last one, should I said this first. Um, you just got to make sure that you are paying attention to the environment. Like with acts of service people, pay attention to the environment. If your husband's acts of service, pay attention to the environment. Pay attention to what's on the counter. Pay attention to it because they are. You've got to speak their language if you want connection. The goal is connection. All right, now moving on to gifts. This one's interesting, also can get a bad rep sometimes because it's like, oh, they just want my money. That's what it is. She gold digger, I knew it. They just want my money. But that's actually, um, that's not what it's about. It's not really about the price of the gift. It's about the intentionality and the time it is given. All right? So this is the, the root behind, the heart behind someone that is a gift love language is it is show me that you know me. Show me that you're listening. Show me that you care. Show me that you know me. I mean, these people are good. These are the people that you want, like, throwing your birthday party Okay, you show up to your birthday party and it's like they got your favorite food, the decorations are on point, they give you your gift and you're like, how did you even know I wanted this? Like, this is awesome, you know? And it's like, I couldn't have even thrown a party this good. Like, this is awesome. Like, you were listening. They're paying attention. They're listening because they want to show you, I know you. And then in return, it's like, Oh, your birthday's today? Your birthday's today? I, I thought it was next week. I'm so sorry. You know what? Here is 200 bucks. Go buy whatever you want, $200, anything you want. I'll do whatever you want. Let's just do anything you want. 
And the message that you sent was, I don't love you enough to know you. I don't love you enough and I don't care enough to listen and know you. They don't care about how much money you give or what you're willing to do. They want to know that you're paying attention. They want to know that you're listening. Oh, it's, it's your birthday today. And they walk away going, wow, disconnection. Wow, I thought, I thought, I thought they were paying attention this time. I, I thought they were actually listening, but I was wrong. And then this is where you can go, well, I tell you, I love you all the time. I don't know how you could think I didn't love you. And it's because you pulled money out of your pocket and thought that it would speak the language that she was trying to speak when it doesn't. You sounded like Alfred, and your words might have been meaningful. Your acts of service might have done something. You might have been giving her lots of hugs, but it wasn't the language that she spoke, so it meant nothing. You can appreciate things that you do. I mean, some of you guys know this. I mean, you can appreciate stuff, but it just hits differently when they put the right key in. It's like, oh, my goodness. You know, like, you will be shocked. It's like they're freaking out. They're like, oh, you love me so much. And you're like, all right, <laughs> you know, I don't feel loved. But, you know, this, this doesn't do it for me, but whatever works for you, you know. You've got to learn to speak their language. They want some evidence that you know that you're paying attention. They want evidence of it. Our next one is quality time. Quality time. Now, um, most of the time when I talk to people, it seems like majority of women lead towards quality time and majority of men tend to lean towards like words of affirmation, acts of service, or words of affirmation and touch. Not always like that, but it tends to lean that way. And it can get confusing because quality time I've been married for three years, and like in the last week, I'm starting to try to figure this out a little bit. <laughs> and it's like, it's not quantity time. It's very easy to think, okay, they just want me to spend time with them a lot. But it's quality of that time, because the heart behind a quality time person, the heart that's, that's coming out and going, I want to be interesting to you. Am I interesting to you? That's what it's all about. Do you care enough to spend time with me? Do you want to spend time with me? Do you want to listen to me? And um, Allie's, like I said, that's Allie's um, love language. And whenever we're gone, um, whether it's a day apart or like a week apart, which I don't think that has ever happened, but um, like a day or a weekend, whatever it might be, when she comes back into contact with me, it's like everything she's done, do, 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 you know, um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, who she talked about, who she talked to, how work went. It's like we come into contact and it's like, like everything comes out, everything she did. And then all of a sudden it's like, I feel connected. We're good. You know me. You're interested in me. You're listening. She wants to know that I'm, 
I'm with her. Everything that she says, everything that she's doing, and that's why she'll, she'll come home, and it's like, oh, so, so this happened at work today. There was this lady, and she said this, and I said this, and then I went here for lunch, and then a lot of times, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but you're like, really? Wow, that's cool, sweetie. That, that's, that's really cool. And you see, a quality time person, they will hate your phone. They will hate it. And this is why, because to us, this is a phone, but to them, this is competition. <laughs> this is competing for your attention because they want to know you're interested in me, but yet the message that we're sending is I'm interested in this. So all that a quality time person wants is for you to go, really? <laughs> No way. She said, what? What did you do after that? Tell me what you did. Really? And, and how'd the pizza taste? Was it good? Did it come out on time? Yeah, they got it to you right on time. That is amazing. I'm so happy for you, sweetie. That's what they want, because all of a sudden they're like, oh, man, he loves me, <laughs> you know? Oh, gosh, this is exciting. You know, it's like all of a sudden it does something to where it's like, I'm interesting. They care about me. They love me. They're choosing to put me in front. I don't feel like I'm competing for his phone. I don't feel like I'm competing for something else. He's putting all of his attention on me. And to be honest, um, quality time is not something that comes naturally to me. To be honest, I'm not a very good listener. I'm starting to, to get better at it, but it's just not, those of you that um, are good listeners by default, this is going to be much easier for you because that's just part of quality time is being an intentional listener and wanting to be there. So you guys will be better at it, but those of you that aren't, maybe someone's like someone like me, it takes picking up a brand new language and it is really difficult. <laughs> it's really hard because what happens is if you don't send the message that they're interesting and you want to be with them, they're going to walk away and go, does he love me? Really? Does he really want to be with me? Does he really care? And then you're like, yes, I, I love you so much. But yet we constantly send messages that say, I don't. Because I'm not willing to put my phone down. I'm not willing, and many of us do this all the time, and we're completely unaware at the messages that we're sending, the people that we love the absolute most. Isn't that crazy? The people that we care about the absolute most and the people that we love the most are the people that we're sending these messages to. I don't care enough to sit next to you. I don't love you enough to, to do the dishes. And to us, we're like, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But no, you, you actually did. You just sent a message and you weren't aware of it. And that's why you're walking throughout your life and you feel like there's disconnection. Maybe there's moments of it, but there's, there's not that real connection. It's because some of you, your tank is just completely empty. And you're like, I just... I don't, I, I, if I'm really honest, I don't feel loved. And if you just say it like that, they're like, well, what do I have to do? You know? It's like, well, this is what you have to do. 
you have to be willing to actually learn a completely new language, something that doesn't come naturally to you. Because love gives. Love's willing to go, you know what? I love you so much. I'm going to give. I'm not in it for just what I can get. I'm in it for what I can give to you. I think I got everything in this one. All right, let's go ahead and move on to words of affirmation. Last one, guys. This is all five, right? This is fun. Anyone else words of affirmation? You guys, you know, if you ever feel like it, you can engage, all right? <laughs> if there's something in your heart where it's like, I really want to raise my hand, but I don't know if I should, you can. This is your permission. You can engage, all right? So words of affirmation. Now, um, if you are a words of affirmation love language, I will tell you the heart motive behind this. Like I said, it works really well in like dating situations and marriage, but this works in everything. Friendships, children, parents, whatever it is, you've got to know the stuff. And words of affirmation people, out of their heart is coming, do you like me? Please like me. Please like me. Please like me and tell me that you like me. Words of affirmation, people, like your smile, your laughter, you telling, telling them that you respect them, it does big stuff. Like all you have to do is literally be like, I love you, and they're like, wow, that, that meant something to me. I, I believe it. And it's like they almost walk out <laughs> you know, the idea that there is power of life and death in the tongue. Like, they live a life of believing that. Like, they believe that your words matter. And there's so many of us, like, you know, the other four love languages, we just don't do that because we're like, words don't mean anything. It's just words. Why do you want me to say it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you that I love you. It's stupid for me just to say it. <laughs> you know? And it's like the, the affirmation person is like, just, just please tell me. Tell me a lot how much you love me. And it's like, I'm not just going to say it to say it. I'm going to make sure I mean it. And I'm going to show you that I actually mean it. And I'm not just going to say stuff. And it's like what you actually just said is, I don't love you enough to even utter a word. That's how little you mean to me is I'm not even going to say it. And it's like, well, I didn't say that. I said, I'm going to show them because that's real love. And it's like, no. I don't know either, guys. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and it's like, no. What you, what you actually said was, you, you don't love enough to lay down your life and pick up a new language. But you love enough to say, you can either speak like me or you're never going to feel loved. And that's what many of us do is we say, you can either speak like me or there's something wrong with you and you are never going to feel loved. We've got to be a people that actually love people enough to learn what language they speak, especially our husband or our wife, especially our children or our parents to be able to go, okay, I know this is how you receive love. And you know what? It doesn't feel like love to me. All right? 
This is just like a news alert, all right, just so you guys know. It will not feel like love to you. If you are a words of affirmation and you go over and you spend quality time or whatever, it's not going to feel like love to you. I don't know what that is. It makes me feel like I'm on a spaceship, but I'm going to keep going, okay? <laughs> Just embrace it. Um, and you're not going to feel loved. Like, you're not going to feel like, okay, we're connecting. Like, this is it. But the other person is. And same thing with, like, um, you know, if you're talking to a quality time person, it's not really that you're interested in necessarily what you're saying. They just want to see that you're interested in them. So you have to go, okay, I'm going to be interested in them even though this doesn't feel like love. When you're talking to an affirmation person, you got to go, okay, I'm going to keep telling them that I love them, that I respect them, that they're wise, that they're important to me, even though that feels worthless to me. Words don't matter to me, but for some reason, they matter to you. It doesn't feel like love, so here you go. And that's what it is. And I think a lot of times it feels almost like ungenuine because we're like, well, I don't, I'm not feeling the love here. Like, I feel like I'm just doing it. And it's like, well, when you start to speak a new language, it really doesn't come naturally. It's actually a lot of work. I tried Rosetta Stone one time. I was very passionate about speaking Spanish, guys. I really was. I lasted two weeks on that thing. They don't even tell you the word. They just show you like a, you know, a car, and then they tell you a word. I'm like, is that drive? Is that car? Is that truck? You know, I don't know. I quit that thing quick, you know? <laughs> but we've got to be willing to actually put in the time and effort to go, you know what, I'm going to learn a new language, even if it doesn't feel like love to me. Even though I don't feel like saying anything matters, I'm going to choose to tell them affirmation. A words of affirmation person, because words are so important, because they mean so much, things like negativity, things like um, you giving them words of advice, you know, that's really criticism, that is like literal sand in their eyeballs. And they get to the point where it's like, okay, how can I get out of the vicinity of your mouth? How can I get out of this room? How can I get out of this life to where I don't have to hear this because I promise you it hurts more than you could ever imagine? The thing about words of affirmation, people, is I promise you just say it once and they'll remember it for the rest of their lives. All right? You know, we think, oh, words don't matter, so I just got to keep drilling it in there, you know? It's like, no, just say it once and, and I promise you they'll never forget it. And maybe if you have a um, words of affirmation person that you're close to, you'll notice when you do get criticism, you'll normally hear an, okay, okay, I, I know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because what they're doing is, please stop, I heard you. Please stop, it really hurts, I heard you. It's really hurting, I, I heard you. And that's why it's so important to follow up with words of affirmation, people going, I forgive you. Because Anytime there's confrontation, anytime they feel like they've disappointed someone or they don't like them because it's all about being liked for affirmation people, is they feel like there's a disconnect if there's disappointment. So they have to hear, I'll work on it, I'll get better, but they have to hear, I forgive you. Because the words are what holds power for them. They need to hear the words, I still like you. This might have upset me. This is kind of hard to get over, but I still like you. I still love you and I forgive you. 
but we just got to work on this. That is so important to remember to communicate after any conflict to go, hey, I forgive you. They need to hear it because it will be immediate disconnection. It's like sand in their eyeballs. They need to feel that connection. So I don't know if this is new to you guys or maybe you've heard it a whole bunch of times, but take time, whether um, you, you get in your car and you drive home with your husband or your wife or your child, whatever it might be, try to think about the people closest to you and try to think what might be their language. Because the goal is, I'll use me and Allie for an example, the goal is to go, hey, sweetie, I need affirmation. I need, I need touch. That's, that's what I need. What, what do you need? And for her to go, okay, I, I need quality time. I, I, need, I need gifts. I always tell Allie, she's like a bipolar lover. Like, she's got, like, all five, and I just have to keep jumping back and forth. <laughs> you know, it's really hard, guys. So, so it's like, okay, I know what she needs. I know what she needs. I'm not just in it for what I can get, but what I can give. And what happens is when I fill her tank, when she fills my tank, it takes anxiety and fear out of the relationship, and I help her become the best version of her that she can be. And it's time that we love people enough to help them become the best version of them that they can be, where we can remove anxiety and fear from the relationship, where they no longer have to wonder, what, what is he looking at? What, what is he thinking about? Does he, I don't think he really loves me, so what's, what's capturing his love? If we do it well, they'll actually live a life to where they feel loved. All right. That's all I got for today, guys. Like I said, a little bit different. I know um, not as much scripture and stuff like that, but I really believe this is a biblical fact that just happens to not be in the Bible, but I believe it helps us walk out the Bible.